up? What up? Ooh, we back, baby. Let's go. We was, we was off last week. It's off a little bit. A little we'll hiatus. back, goddammit. Damn it. We're, we're on it. We never gone for long. Welcome back. Episode 135 of the Carbon Footprint Podcast. Wait, 135 or 134? I thought it was from five. Uh, you might know, man. Listen, you, I don't know. I don't know shit about fuck. Let's you know go. What? <laughs> After 100, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Yep. We on something. Right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. He is Juan and I'm Sean and every week. Except for last week. <laughs> we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things making an impact. Whether they be good, bad, or otherwise, hit them with the drink of the day. Yo, man, we got a we got a old-fashioned variation here that is delicious, man. Uh, we, we broke it down with a shot of the Larceny uh, bourbon, which is uh, it's pretty damn good. If you've never had Larceny, it's actually really, really good. Um and so we did a shot of that and a half a shot of St. Germain, believe it or not. Instead of oh, simple yeah. syrup, you do some St. Germain. So you throw that into a, a mixing glass with ice. You throw the shot of Larceny bourbon, throw a half a shot of St. Germain, some Angostura bitters or orange bitters. We, we did it with both. It, it both came out pretty good. Um, I like to throw in a little barred spoon of the cherry syrup that comes in the cherry blend. So you throw the bitters, you throw that little cherry syrup in there, stir it up with ice, pour it in a glass with um, a, a big ball or cube of ice, and then garnish it with an uh, orange peel and a cherry uh, for the little scent and the flavor. And Maybe rub use, the orange peel a little bit. We did use the bada bing cherries. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. And if you let them soak in there for a little bit at the end, you get a nice little dessert treat. Absolutely. It's so Absolutely. good, man. Absolutely. Yo, this is good. And it's funny, man. Normally... We would have gone through significantly more of the bottle doing just old fashions because they're straight. But the shot and it's the Saint Germain, it's enough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these enough. will sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go these, down smooth. These these hit people. So, mm-hmm. um, so be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink responsibly, whatever that means. <laughs> no, no, definitely do. <laughs> All right, man. Check it. My car for another week. Um, I'm conflicted. Because, you know, normally, for those of you who listen, I like to do a little, you know, a little feel good, maybe a little breakthrough, technology breakthrough, medical breakthrough, something like that. But this week, I'm going to go asshole. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I didn't get that memo. Do I have to go nice? <laughs> I mean, let me reconsider my. <laughs> I'm giving it to Mr. Paxton Lynch. Okay. okay. Who has, uh, he's a, a, a quarterback. Um, and, and no, this is not, this is not a, a, a true carbon footprint. But when you listen to it, you understand why. He's a former quarterback in the NFL for the Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks, Pittsburgh Steelers. Then he got moved to the, and I'm going to, I'm going to jack up this pronunciation Sask, Sask, Sask. Oh, Saskatchewan. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame the alcohol. <laughs> nope, it ain't that. Can, that's it the, wasn't the alcohol. The Canadian Football League. One? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, I got you, Saskatchewan. So yeah. move to this. Move to the CFL. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. Then went to USFL. Played with the Michigan Panthers. And then, most recently, and actually currently, is playing with the Orlando Guardians of the XFL. Oh, he's in Orlando. I didn't realize he was in Orlando. Yes. Oh, we got to go to a game of that, yo. 
And this this guy has been benched from every single <laughs> team that he's ever played for. In every league? Including the Orlando Guardians. Oh, so that man is... Oh, really? Yeah. How do you get benched in the XFL? Isn't know. the XFL a benching? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so he... Benched from the bench. And he got benched back-to-back weeks. So the backup quarterback for the Orlando Guardians is uh, uh, was it? It's like DeAndre Francois. I want to say his name is. Oh shit, he's the um, guy from Florida State. I was gonna say okay, Florida, uh, it is okay. He's gotten benched for this guy two weeks in a row. Wow, so he's probably gonna lose his starting job. Too. Probably, probably. I mean, well, well, his friend Swap. Yeah, they're like we're not sure yet. He's pretty Let's bad let, because let they, they started Paxton Lynch yeah. the next the next week. So Francois wasn't really good either. Oh, but. Man. Yeah, I think he, he is like the first guy to have been benched in basically all the professional football leagues in the world. Every single one. Yeah, that is leaving a footprint, bro. Good or bad. I mean, right, good, bad, or indifferent, yo. yo you, you are. Not for nothing, though, man. I give him credit. You know, that dude, I forget who he played. I think he played for, um, um, in college, it was uh, Memphis. Did he really? I'm pretty okay. sure he was I can't Memphis. Remember where he went, man. Um, but to but to kind of come out and 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 be able to 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 do what he loves for as long as yeah. he has, even though he's gotten benched and hasn't had a really successful career, he's still after all these years doing Listen, what he, doing what he loves. Most man. people would take a paycheck to do what they love, especially to get to play a game. Yep. So yeah, yeah, good for him, bro. For getting to do that, bro. I saw uh, AJ McCarron. Uh, the story he's that, on that, it. He's on the XFL, and then he took a massive pay cut. And I, I thought that story was cool because he said he well, took it. Yeah. His boys would see him play, so he oh. could actually still be an NFL backup, and he had offers to be an NFL backup. Okay. But he said it was more important to me. Like my sons have never actually seen me play. Like I've been on the bench. And so being an NFL backup, depending on where you are, like you're never going to get to play. And I would rather have the memory of my kids coming to come see me play. That's cool. And so he's like, yeah, I took 60K a year versus like three or four million that he could have made in the NFL. Right. With a contract to be a backup. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I imagine that that he probably made enough money in the NFL to be able to do that. Right. Because AJ McCarron, two-time national champ, like back to back. He, you know, I I actually like AJ McCarron as a backup. I think he's a solid backup. Like he wasn't a great starter, but when he did come in, he was like that guy that you go, hey, if you're missing your quarterback for five games, he'll go three and two and keep you sort of in the hunt. Right. Like, uh, uh, so I actually liked him as a quarterback. And I thought, so you most definitely could still get a backup job there. So I thought that was cool. He's like, I actually want to play. He's like, I love this game. Yeah, and I wanted cool. my kids to get the memory. He's like, I, the money didn't matter to me like anymore. Like you said, like, he's made his money. He's like, I actually want to play now. Like I'm competitive still. I'm still young. And I want my boys to actually get a chance to see their dad play football. Like, And I did see uh, like a, a clip of after after one of the games, his, mm-hmm. his boys coming down and, and like hugging him when he, mm-hmm. when he was getting interviewed. Which is cool. I'm like, all right, that's why you did it, man. Like, good yeah. for you. Like, that's awesome, man. I saw The Rock shouting him out going like, yo, we appreciate you taking that hit because obviously we, you know, we get somebody of his sort of talent to play quarterback or whatever. Yeah, the XFL. So I'm like, Have you watched any of the games at all? No, not yet. No? no, no. So it's really interesting, man. So like, I mean, if you're a football fan, they have uh, different rules in the NFL. Like they got, um, you can go for like one, like after touchdown, you can go for like one, two or three. Oh, really? Um, Without kicking, you just play, run a play. Oh, it's like flag football rules. And then, um, and then, like instead of an onside kick, you can go for a fourth and fifteen. Ooh. And if you get it, then you, it, the the drive continues. There's been a push for that in the NFL. I think that's a good. Really? Idea. I think I think so too. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Four for fifteen. Even if you made it fourth and twenty. 
Yep. Fuck it. Give me better odds than than uh than the onside kick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and just the sense of urgency just gets like yeah. I love that. I, that would be so cool. And it's been a few games like decided by, by that fourth, fourth and fifteen. That's awesome. yeah. yeah, I can imagine so like dope. you go for it. Yeah, that's so cool. They, like like like, that, like that you're down. Like you're down like ten. Right. You get that, and then you can go for three or whatever. Or right. Down. Yeah, that's so cool. I like that. That. I, I I think I might actually try to make it out to a game. I think that would be fun. Like yeah, the, the but but, uh, but Orlando sucks right now. Are they horrible? Yeah, they're pretty. So, bad. Who's the I, team I'm pre- to watch? I'm pretty we sure they're winless. For we have to wait for them to play somebody who's uh, we, Paxton Lynch. I want to go see him play. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, he plays for Orlando. He right? plays for Orlando. Nah, fuck. Well, I'll go see the one. AJ McCarron. That's versus. how I know you ignore me, man. <laughs> Not I'm I'm, that, that was <laughs> that was the entire comic football. <laughs> you sound like all the women Wrong. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Juan just he's just waiting for me to stop talking because he always has shit to talk about. <laughs> I didn't remember Nintendo. No, wait, you said he played for Orlando. Oh, it's so good, man. Oh man, yeah, this the alcohol. I'm gonna blame it on that, man. Shit. Dude. All right, man. What you got? Listen, this week since you um, had to take the asshole role. Uh, I guess I had to, you know, switch it up a little bit. So my carbon footprint is going out to Spain, bro, and the, the Spanish government. So okay. the Parliament of Spain, uh, they have made this big decision. They are now the first European country to offer menstrual leave for women. So when women are on their monthly menstrual cycles, they will now be granted paid leave during this period, uh, pun intended, so that they could recover. <laughs> and listen, frankly, bro, I want to sh- I want to give a shout out to Spain because don't nobody want to deal with these women when they're going through this concert <laughs> for them to take. <laughs> so I'm giving like- them the carbon footprint because they're saving us men from having to deal with this shit at work. <laughs> and all the other moody. <laughs> oh, Betty's out this week? Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Had to deal with her ass last month. So yeah. No, no, her heavy flow days. She gets bitchy. <laughs> Dude, I had a, um, a family member of mine um, who has all girls. I remember he would complain because, like, the like the wife and the two daughters would. Oh, they sync up like they, a Wi-Fi network. Bro. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. They got the password and everything. They got the password. <laughs> And it's like, you want to go? I want to go, too. <laughs> As he said, they would sync yeah. up, bro. Oh. And and then he goes, it would just be a week of, like, hell. Bro, <laughs> my daughter, I love my daughter to death. And my, my daughter is, like, a, the, the the one that I could, like, make fun of and we'll crack jokes and, she's, and whatever. She's okay, and she's okay with it. Bro, I know her shit's coming because the smallest thing will just set her off. Like, she gets super emotional and starts, and I'm like, and when it first happened, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you used yeah, to be the yeah. cool one. What happened? Why are you acting like your brother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. <laughs> it's okay. By the time my kids listen to this, they would have yeah, like, had years of therapy. Down one, episode 135, bro. Stay away from it. <laughs> They would have had they would have had their self esteem built up hopefully by the, by the therapist. So they give them like paid leave for that. I'm assuming paid leave every oh, month. Man, yeah, cool. yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's good for them, man. That's cool. That uh, that's uh, it's, I don't know what it's like to have that, bro. So I can't, you know, like uh, tell you whether that's 
over an overreaction or not like it looks fucking horrible it sounds fucking horrible like so i can imagine that if you do get to get that off every month i'll see why not because i think if it happened to a guy it would have been a day off oh <laughs> so you know yep. yeah so shout out to spain man doing uh i guess the um progressive uh moving thing and i guess it's optional too right like if you're a woman and you're like ah, i'm fine I'm, i can right. do it then you then and there are women like that yeah, right? yeah like, but not in europe uh so you don't pick every day <laughs> off they can fucking get <laughs> these motherfuckers are oh uh, you know you work with european people bro they're it's it's more surprising when they're working <laughs> especially in spain <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, bro. I always put that way about Canadians. I'm, I, I always thought, like, man, do you guys get, like, our holidays and your holidays? They do, bro. The the, the whole world does. They get American holidays and then <laughs> whatever the fuck they celebrate, they get that shit, too. It's so crazy. No one gets more days off than everybody else. <laughs> That's a, especially Spain, Europe. Oh, my God, bro. They get days off for everything. Really? And then they get, oh, my God. And During get, the summer, like good luck getting anybody. Too, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like a year. It's crazy, bro. The, like, we get 12 weeks here. We're like, yo, if you get a C-section. Here, like, no, I'm talking about paternity, not, oh, not maternity. Oh, yeah. No, no. I think here, paternity is up to the companies. It's not required yeah, federally. Like, no yeah. one gives that shit. No, like I think uh, I know of anyway. the company that I work for gives you paternity leave. Really? But I think it's a month. I think it's four weeks. Okay. Um, That's good. And I used to work for another larger company that gave you paternity leave, but I think it was the same thing. I think it was four weeks, but it's not very common. Like it's, yeah. I, I've had more not than did offer it. Um, and in every other country, I think it is a thing. Okay. Like it is. Honestly, I don't want it. That's, I don't want to be home during that shit. <laughs> that shit is not a vacation. <laughs> like you got that on lock. Just, good. <laughs> listen, isn't your mother coming over? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got friends. <laughs> don't you guys? I mean, I was, don't you guys have women you want to talk to? I was to? there when we made this. I'm starting to think you can't do nothing by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, let me tell you who else got paid this weekend. <laughs> Not Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Jake Paul. Ooh, yeah, he sure did, man. Good for Jake. Dude, bro. Jake Paul this weekend. Uh, for those of you who did not see it, it was pay-per-view, which I, I think, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, he probably, I know he makes a ton of money off of this shit, so many, many folks watch it. Um, Jake Paul, those of you who know, YouTube sensation, fought Tommy Fury, who is the, the younger brother of Tyson Fury. Um, he's an actual boxer. Jake Paul previously had fought um, MMA guys and other, like, celebrity-type guys. Mm-hmm. And and basically knocked them all out. Yeah. Um, I mean, he and, knocked out Anderson Silva, who was uh, who was greatest a, of all M- time. M- MMA, MMA like turned boxer too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had he had like six or seven professional boxing bouts before okay. the Jake Paul one, so he's actually boxed. Yeah. Right? So I mean, older, but still. Did he knock him out, or did he? Or did, was it? By he dropped him. I, I know think he it was by decision, but he didn't end up dropping him. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So so in this fight, he ends up dropping Tommy Fury. Yeah. On a on a jab. Of yeah, all things. At the end, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end. It, and it was a solid like shot. It was, yeah, like, a, yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It was a clean, it was a clean drop. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. However, it was the first fight where I, where I go like, okay, like that's a boxer, that's yeah. not. See, I only saw the highlights. I didn't see the fight and the, the bits of the highlights that I did see, I went, Oh yeah, he looks like he's fighting a boxer. Right. But yeah, yeah. Looks almost like a like a like a tough guy. Yeah. Like a tough man competition guy fighting, fighting a boxer. Which I don't know. I See, I, I I actually thought Jake would pull this off, 
but I wasn't surprised because you go, man, you get a guy who's boxed his whole life. And you and I are both like huge boxing fans. It is so different. There's a science to this oh, shit absolutely. that is like that no matter how tough you are, how things like there's people who go like, yeah, you could win in a street fight. You would never beat the same guy in a ring behind those same rules. And those same, you can say right. they're just they're just technicians to like it, it's just so hard. And somebody who's been doing it their whole life. Like Tommy Fury, who's been doing it. I think he says he was six, which I was glad oh, to see wow. him give Jake Paul credit. He goes, listen, man, I'm, I'm like, they talked a lot of shit going into this for years. Absolutely. This has been a buildup. And Tommy Fury's like, listen, like, man. Like, like two years, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's been backed out. And it's been this. And people thought Tommy Fury was scared and all that. And I think there was an element of that. Like, I know Tommy Fury, there was a lot of shit that was out of his control and whatever, why it kept getting canceled. I think there has to be an element in Tommy Fury's like, there's nothing for me to gain here other than the money. And I could lose potentially everything, like right. if I don't beat this guy, because there's got to be that doubt in there somewhere. Like I know you're competitive and and you feel like you've been doing it a long time, but he did give Jake. He goes like, "Listen, man, I've been doing this shit since I was six. That guy's been doing this for three years. He's fucking good for a guy who's been for doing this for three, three years. years." So I was glad. And you know, what told me that I, Tommy Fury was worried about this. The way Tommy Fury celebrated the win. Dude, he celebrated like he won a he title. He cried. He bro. cried. He's like jumping his whole camp. I go, that tells me all I need to know is that you, this wasn't just, uh, oh, I'm going to fuck this dude up and whatever. And you celebrate like that, bro. You're happy that you won, like that you pulled this off. Maybe because you shut him up from the shit talking, maybe all this stuff. But also, there's got to be an element in there that you felt like you could potentially lose this fight. Absolutely, yeah. bro. And, and they were saying that if Jake Paul had won, he was going to be ranked. In, I think is it WBC. It's a, I think it is WBC. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was, he was going to be actually ranked as a as a professional fighter. Do you think this actually helps him? I do. And so so here's what I think, man. And you get like you get the uh, like the boxing purists that mm-hmm. go like, oh, like this guy's easy. He's a kind of a sideshow and whatever. And I would, I kind of agree with that. However, I think that the guy's like a compelling character. Absolutely. And he's a tough kid, man. And, and he respects the sport. He respects the sport. And I think he respects. And he's been really putting in the time and the work to try to 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 try to be the best that he can be. And the other thing is, man, he's got a rematch clause. Oh, uh, so they got to do this shit again. So they got to do this shit again. And so, I think from a from a from a boxing one standpoint, punch changes. You know, like nothing tells yeah, you that bro. you're gonna outbox Tommy Fury. Correct. But now I'm going. But I saw you drop him on a on jab. a jab. So and Tommy Fury's got a chin because I did see that he get he got caught with some haymakers a couple times and he ate him. He 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 missed a lot. Yeah, and, and the, you, it's almost like as a boxer you go like, oh yeah, like he can see that shit coming. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, you're Tommy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've been doing that shit for that long, man. Yeah, he said there's not many punches you haven't seen. But I do, you know, I, I looked at the, the at the event because like a uh, uh, Badu Jack fought mm. and and won a title. Which was like the, the like the co-main Which event. Is crazy, yeah, that was the right? card. But I started thinking about like all of these Jake Paul events has done good things for boxing. Absolutely, right? Like so, he's he had this co-main event in this time. He's had a uh, um, what the hell is her name? Uh, Amanda oh, Serrano, Serrano, the Puerto Rican, the Puerto Rican, yeah. Chick, right? He's he's showcased her. Um, the other kid, and I love that because um, he's showing respect because he's training in PR yes. and he's training in that camp and all that. Like you said, like he's showing respect to the sport and then the people that he's working with, like men or women, of like, no, these guys are warriors. Like this is this is a yep. great sport. Yeah, and he's and he's supporting it. Yeah, and he showcased uh, that that kid Montana Love. Yep, who who ended up getting a deal. So and afterwards, and so it's like 
for those of you who think it's sort of a sideshow, like Jake is taking all this shit seriously. Obviously, it's a money making opportunity for him. Absolutely. But he's putting his own. Um, it's the best he, thing that's happened to boxing in a long time. Exactly, bro. And and I really and I really feel like like, like other than the the really big fights, like we have one coming up with yeah. uh, with Javante Davis and um, what's and the, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in a second too, man. Because yeah. I yeah yeah. So that'll be you know there's it's like the there's still like these these sort of like really big fights that are happening, but Jake Paul's putting together like again he's he's like a compelling figure. He's putting together putting together these cars that are showcasing real boxers. And then, for the most part, his fights are competitive, and he's ending up winning these fights. Yeah, dude. And I think the like you said he's doing such a boxing is so shitty at showcasing their best talent against one another, and so shitty at promoting the best. You know that's why Floyd is so big, right? Like Floyd made you tune in whether you loved him or hate him. You were tuning in, right? Like he, he played that villain card really well. Boxing doesn't have that anymore, right? Like, like Canelo is a big draw, but Canelo's, I'm sorry, Canelo's not outselling Jake Paul right now because Jake Paul is just a more interesting character because you either want to see him get knocked the fuck out or, dude, how many fights are your kids wanting to watch? None. Like, you have teenage boys, they, and I know you on more than one occasion have told me you got, you've watched Jake or Logan Paul because your boys have been like hey I w- dude they were the ones that told me or reminded me i remember that, that i i remember it was coming up i didn't remember when they're the ones that came to me on on a, on a sunday of all times and goes like oh like jake paul's fighting today right and so what's funny was because it was in that's the other thing we should probably talk about too man it was in saudi arabia yeah so he um so 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 because it was over there and they're like whatever nine nine hours ahead of us um, it was on at like two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. on a Sunday, which was great for us. So like, it was the first time that I watched a full boxing event with, with my sons. And it's a great not lazy in- day because Sundays yes. are normally the lazy day where you don't mind sitting around and just watching TV. And like you said, oh, if I'm gonna de- dedicate three or four hours to yeah. undercards that don't matter, like what? A, what? And do for for like your sons. Right, they would have never watched Badu Jack or Love or any of those guys. You go, that could be the turning point where they go, I like that guy. I saw him. Maybe I'll buy a pay per view. You know, like if you get a star that comes out of that in the future. Like I tuned in for Jake, but now I'm following these guys. And whether these guys get social media following out of it, and which leads to more endorsements and all that stuff, like those guys end up benefiting. because of they're on this and because these kids tuned in to watch Jake, these kids are getting exposure. And so it, it leads to like these guys being able to make a better living. And so like irrespective of what you think he's doing to boxing, at the end of the day, it's more positive than negative because boxing hurts itself right now. Like boxing never gives you the fight you want to see. Boxing has way too many hands in the pot that who are incentivized by their guys not taking that O. And so like you never really truly get like a great main event and then you never truly get like a, a captive young audience and like I think that's what Jake Paul's helped to bring man like the, yeah. these young kids who are the future of your sport but then also they'll see these other guys accidentally because they don't care but they're like oh I'll sit and watch the whole card and maybe they pick one guy from there and they'll go oh I'll hit follow on Instagram or I'll hit follow wherever and and these guys will then eventually be able to make a better limit man I think I it can't be overstated. I think how good he has been for boxing the last like two, three years, man. Like, he- yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I've heard the boxing purists kind of down him, but, but yeah, man. I think, I think over time you're gonna start to see, uh, like the effect of what these events have had on Dude, boxing. Canelo, the positive effect. Who's the? I don't even know who the who the welterweight champ is right now, or let's say middleweight. 
Dude, Canelo and who 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 did he just lose to? I forget who he lost to. I don't to even know that the, guy's name. I don't know bro. that guy's name. But let's say Canelo's fighting him on Saturday and Jake Paul's fighting Nate Diaz. Which fight sells more? Oh, the Jake Paul. Yeah, Nate Diaz. it's not even it's close. Not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. And so like the boxing period, it's like you said, double. Oh, it's not this and that. I'm like, yeah, but the draw, and at the end of the day, you want the eyeballs, and yeah. your sport grows with that. And Jake Paul is giving you what you want to see, which is entertainment. I would, bro. I would actually prefer to see him against Nate Diaz than to see a rematch with Tommy. Tom Absolutely, Pierre. I would too, and I think that's why this loss helps him because I think he can go back to fighting MMA guys, and he can go back to fighting celebrities that we sort of want to see. Because I think what happens is if if he beats Tommy Fury. Then someone like a Nate Diaz or even another boxer goes, fuck, I got to take this kid fuck serious. This guy, and then right. if you're a celebrity, you're like, no fucking way. This guy's knocking out professional fighters. Like, if you're this kid, like, I don't even want to see him fight KSI. I've seen KSI, like, hitting up. I'm like, I don't want to see that shit. But if you're KSI and this guy beats uh, uh, Tommy Fury, you go, shit, man, that's a guy who's been boxing his whole life. Or, you you know, like, Nate Diaz. And he's Diaz. still almost lost, And he's still bro. almost lost. Nothing, bro. Yeah, no, no. That was an eight-round card, and... and so he knocked him down in the in the last round in the eighth round. If he knocked him, if he would knock him down one other time, even though he was losing most it's a of the split, rounds, though, a judge yes, gave him the bro, fight, right? Yes. And you go if that's not a jab and it's an overhand right and it knocks Tommy Fury out, you go Tommy Fury could have dominated seven rounds. That's right. But Jake just needed one punch, and that's enough to keep us watching because yeah. we'll go the, the kid just needs one punch, right? Like. And so somehow I'm like, fuck, man, in a loss, he comes out good. And I love how humble he was. I love I love that he was like, he didn't make any excuses. I, he, he threw a couple of things out there about the injuries or whatever that he yeah. had. But he was like, yo, he was a better guy today. It's like a great boxer or whatever. And I like that Tommy Fury was like, talked all this shit leading up to it. But then after it was like, fuck, man, like, he was better than I thought. Like, he was a lot better than I thought. And... Um, you know, and I love the fact that these guys could show. And I think there's a thing that only boxers would understand is like, you're you talk all this shit, but it takes a lot of balls to get in there and do that. And then Absolutely. afterwards, it's like, no matter how much I hate you, I gotta respect the fact that you got in there. And and I think if you're a guy like Tommy Fury, you gotta respect Jake Paul, who's like a punch away from being, you know, brain dead or whatever the fuck. And for him to get in there and do it, like you, you gotta have, I think I respect for this kid, what he's done for the sport and just having the balls to get in there and do that shit. Man. Yeah, man. Like, it's I so think, wild. I think before the fight happened, um, he told Tommy, he's like, I'll give you double if you win. I'll give you double the person yeah. you win, but you get nothing if you lose. I, and I wonder if he actually did it. I wonder. If I he don't did know if that it. actually happened. I mean, or he not, made so much money off this that I wouldn't be surprised if he yeah. did give him that. But dude, if you're Tommy Fury, this is probably the biggest payday of your career. Dude, he was crying. Yeah, yeah. So dude, I mean, it just I, goes I to show you, was. like, yeah. I mean, if you're Tommy Fury, I know he's a he's like a, a reality celebrity now. He doesn't really box as much anymore. So he's he does all these reality shows and shit oh, in the UK. Really? Yeah, he rarely boxes now. He does this um because he's like what like nine I guess nine and zero now. Yeah, he's undefeated. Yeah. But if you're Tommy Fury, you can keep riding this out, right? Like, don't box for another year or two. Keep cashing endorsement checks and all that stuff. Yeah. Then maybe go sign up for another maybe celebrity fight or some shit like that. Like, if you're him, at this point, you probably did well enough on this. Why would you risk it? Just keep getting, just keep doing TV shows and shit like that and, and doing that. And Yeah, if that look He's got, like, a newborn. He's got a thing. Yeah, yeah, you're like, bro, if you can make a couple million a year doing this shit, fucking hey, bro, ride that Fury name out, man. If you're him. And that's the other thing I think that Jake Paul's given somebody like I forgot it was um who, who's the the guy he just uh, uh Woodley Woodley got his biggest paydays ever a guy ever. who's a Hall of Fame UFC fighter against Jake Paul and I'm like you know what if that's all Jake does where he gives these guys who deserve it these li these like 
life-changing paydays where it sends them into retirement, you know, and they can live from 38 to 68, 78, yep. a pretty comfortable life, then fucking hey, it's worth it, bro. Yeah, it's, bro. it's worth it, man. Uh, so good for them. Good for him. I can't wait. I think he does the Nate fight. I would love to see that. Uh, like you said, I would love to see that more than the rematch, but now I'm actually more interested in a rematch because I'm going, oh, shit, he's capable of dropping him. The one punch can change it. Yep. And uh, And Jake does seem to be getting better by the fight absolutely so i'm like i'm almost more interested in watching that but i'd be more interested in watching him fight nate like i i that would be awesome and if i'm nate diaz you're not gonna get that paid in the ufc you're going back to ufc so go no. get that shit fighting jake paul yeah like yeah it would be awesome man so good for him Dude, bro. speaking of retirement paydays <sighs> this was gonna be my carbon footprint okay um some texas students opened up a gofundme page for this 80-year-old janitor. Wow. Okay. So it's in uh, Callisburg High School in Texas. Um, this guy who is known as Mr. James. Dude had to come out of retirement because rental rates went up significantly. I think he went up $400 a month, which was somebody on a fixed income um, that could affect them, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they essentially like the, the the students got together and made this like TikTok video that showed this guy working. Showed this really like older gentleman um, working, you know, cleaning up the hallways and stuff. So the the person that posted it, which I was like, damn, we need to we need to hire this guy for the podcast. This guy had like two thousand followers. Shit. Yeah. Hit so, us up. <laughs> and so most of it. Um, you know, most of it was was from was from his following, um, but then but then from his following, it just you know you know on TikTok, man, it's really good about there about about getting views from or, or by people who are not actually following you. So they they put a they, they put a GoFundMe out there for like um, ten thousand dollars. They got that shit in the first two hours. It kept going. They end up raising. $270,000 for this guy. And then, and then I guess it was something with the, with the GoFundMe where it was like, once it crosses that 270 mark, like you, it's like you need to just cut it. So, 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 yo, they cut it. They got this guy's money and sent him into retirement, sent him back into retirement. That's so dope, man. And That's I was like, so cool. Shout out, you know, as much shit as we talk about the younger generation, man, like, there's power in, yeah, in, in their in their like sort of aloofness and always online and stuff like that. They also know how to leverage the the positive of, right. of the internet and of social media and all that stuff, man. That's so fucking cool, man. Like it, it's also, dude, a bigger conversation. Uh, I know we haven't had on here, but just housing in general. Like if you look at average rental rates right now, anywhere, man, it's I don't know it's how pe it's crazy, bro. I don't know how people are affording it. And then the problem is, is that even if you buy right now because of the interest rates, it's really crazy. Yeah. So like, bro, you know, we always have that conversation about the whole minimum wage and and like the max. And, and listen, man, I'm not smart enough to know what the answer is, but I do know, man. Like in doing the math, if you were a fam, if you were a, a person who made twenty bucks an hour, and let's say your spouse made twenty bucks an hour, I don't even know that that's enough to afford like a two or three bedroom apartment. In this city, let alone like major cities uh, across America, let alone like New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, like these major hubs, like it's nuts, man. So the fact that this guy, you said they raise it four hundred dollars. You think about that, man. It's not. It's 
even if I, I promise you his rent wasn't four grand already a month, but if it was four grand, no. it'd be a ten percent increase. So yeah. you think if this guy's rent was fifteen hundred, you're talking about a twenty five, thirty, forty percent increase into his rent, and that's very common. It's insane. And so, uh, shout out to these kids, man, for for doing that and helping someone. And there's so many people who don't have like this group of of like of like people who care for them like yeah. that, man. It's it's just so nuts, man. Like the the market but i think to your point these kids for recognizing the situation and recognizing the power that the internet and social media has and using this for good man like good for them man yeah, like man. And, and keeping someone retired who probably deserved to be there who's worked his ass off like doing Dude, could that could you imagine at 80 going i gotta go back to work i don't even want to work past 50 <laughs> i always told myself i was i was gonna i wasn't gonna work past 40 now i'm like all right 45 50 I can't even, the idea, bro, to me that you work to 67, whatever, 65, to then go do the shit you've always wanted to do is fucking ludicrous to me because because I'm not even, I won't even enjoy it because I'm falling apart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no, I want to go travel and I want to go enjoy days off and I want to whatever, fucking golfing or scuba diving or swim, whatever it is that I decide to do when my joints don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like... So let me, let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you something, man. Mm-hmm. And we talk, I talked about this in, in, on this podcast over the last year or so. In the last year, forty eight has been has been mean to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have pulled the hamstring racing my fifteen year old son on the beach, <laughs> and I pulled the groin jump or or launching myself around. In a in a paintball arena, <laughs> I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, that was your fault. <laughs> but I, you know, and so, you know, I'm in the gym probably four times a week on, on average, and so I, I kind of pride myself on on trying to stay, you know, stay kind of in shape and 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 strong and and doing what I can to 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 to, to sort of stay stay young, I guess. But bro, age like. Age comes, right? And so I know what I'm experiencing now. Um, I look at people my age that are like in my family and 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 I can see that in, in some cases like you know, this like upper forties or, or lower fifties is, is just is not kind to people. I can't imagine at eighty oh. going, uh, I'm gonna go back to work and sweep hallways or clean bathrooms or anything like that bro i can't i can't imagine bro no nah, bro I, I i i can't and i think i i could think of it if i was doing it as a way to pass the time or because i wanted to i can't imagine having right. to do that because i have to correct like it just sucks and then like uh it's funny man you, we, we talked about this a lot because you get hurt uh, you've gotten hurt over the last few yeah. months and I'm like fuck man and, and you keep yourself in significantly better shape so I've been in this <laughs> mindset now where I'm like man I better get my shit together cause we're, there's like a 12 year gap between us and yeah. I'm like I know that's gonna be me in like 3 or 4 years instead of 12 cause fuck I don't do any, as much as I should right yeah. now as far as as working out or you know all that Dude, goes. it's a good idea man to just look at where you are now and go what do I wanna be in 10 years yeah and then kind of work towards that, like right. If you if if so, I'm 48, so then you're 36. Yeah. Right. So if you go at 46, like, what do I want to be like? And then 
work your ass off to be like you want to be in for at ten, no, 10 it's years. so true, bro. Because again, like you, I would tell you this: like you're the most disciplined person I've ever met in my life, and so I know like your your workout regimen and and even like eating and all that stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I'm nowhere near that discipline. And I'm and when you tell me like you, and, pull I, and I be thinking I ain't shit. I'm like, you're. <laughs> I think it's all relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, I, you're you're better. You're probably not like where you want to be. You think, mm-hmm. but I'm going shit. You're significantly better than I am at 36 and I'm running out of time to like fix those habits before they start to become like injuries and right, become, like, right. lifelong ailments and all that stuff because I think you take you take youth for granted right like I oh, think absolutely. I absolutely do right and there's moments now where I go I wake up and I'm like what the fuck happened and I'm like oh I'm 36 you know what I mean but it shouldn't be that right like that's a shitty excuse because I I'm, theoretically I'm still young yeah. but I just don't take care of my body the way I should right and so uh, uh, like yeah like, I, this last year whenever you said like I pull I'm like I gotta get my shit together <laughs> <laughs> after nothing bro when, when, when was that paintball shit that September was probably- no October first week of October dude yeah. there there are movements that I still do today that I go like it's still not a hundred percent. We need to go back so you can just pop it back in. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do the same movement. And I don't know what it is, man. I gotta look up some shit on TikTok or something, man. How to fix it growing? <laughs> Yo, TikTok, it's so true. It's gotta be on TikTok. <laughs> they got fucking everything on there, bro. TikTok has everything on there, man. You seen the Holy government's shit, about man. the fucking uh, or they they're uh, Joe Biden, right? He put yeah. something into place where it's like anything. Any government phone is not allowed to have it, which I go like, yeah, if it's a government phone, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, I feel like every corporation could have that rule. Correct. Absolutely. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. But then I saw that TikTok is doing something where they're going to ban, not ban, they're going to limit the amount of time that you spend on there. But I, I was like, eh, whatever, because it was like, if you're under 18, they're going to limit you to an hour and then when an hour passes that you've been scrolling, it'll pop up with a password. And so you just enter the password to get additional time. Yeah. And I think kids will be like zero, 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 zero. Cool. And then you just get an extra And not just that. So then if you're 13 or younger, it's going to require a parental password. Well, I think 13 and under, you shouldn't even have an account, right? Well, I guess, I guess you can. Oh, wow. So... My thing was, okay, well, like, I know my kids, and they'll just go, oh, I'm going to get TikTok. And then when they sign up for it, they go, oh, I'm 20. Yeah, you're just going to lie about your age. You're just going to lie about your age. Yeah, unless you're going to make people upload documentation now, like uh, social security cards or birth certificates, it won't fucking matter, man. And that won't deter them from doing... No, 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 absolutely. The passcode thing. What I will say is it doesn't deter you as a teen. It will deter you as an adult. Because I think, I don't know if your phone does this. My phone does this whole shit where it tells you your screen time. And it'll be like, this week you did X amount of screen time versus last week. I think week. there's a they, they think there's a place you can go into. Yeah. Look at well, that. mine yeah. gives me the notification. I think you oh, should have to okay, put mine okay. like every Sunday, for example. It'll like at some point in time on a Sunday, I'll get a, you did X amount of hours this week of screen time. That is blank percent compared to last week. That shit has made me feel bad about myself all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. And it will, and it will sort of like deter my behavior. Now, I think the thing about the phones can sometimes be, yes, they're bad, but it can be a little bit overstated because I think the uh, the other side of the phone, when you look at screen times and all that, is that your 
all the things that you used to do back in the day on paper or whatever else are on your phone now, right? Like whether it's banking, whether it's reading the newspaper or what, you know, like you're not writing letters to family members across the right. country or your friend in the army or whatever the fuck, like all that stuff is being replaced with your phone. So like, I'm like, you can't look at, it's not like an apples to apples comparison. Like you have to sort of take into account of, okay, these things are sort of necessary evils of the phone. What is the true, like, I guess, a measurement of it's too much or too little right because some people also work on their phones and some people also like right you know and so but but the phone will also tell you like oh you spent whatever x amount of time on instagram or facebook or you know anything like that and those are the ones where i'm like oh fuck that i gotta fix that behavior or address this right that yeah absolutely because i was like and as an but that's as an adult i'm like does it do the same as i'm a teen if i'm a teen i should be on fucking tiktok or yeah or the way i look at it right like for them and like i know like i have to have two boys in high school like that's what everybody does yeah so they're talking shit to each other and you're or you know like even if dude even if it's you're you're chatting through the instagram's like messenger app then with your friends like yeah that's replacing talking on the phone like you know we all back in the day had the cord and we dragged it all the way to however far you can get into your room with the cord and you spent hours on there and so someone needed it and you know like like i'm like it's replacing all these things like when i hear people like oh back in my day i used to go outside i'm like yeah but you also used to drag the corded phone into your room and talk for three or four hours so like now we're just texting yeah, that and we're just me- you know so like i'm like i don't know what the real measurement of time should be because I'm like, how do you sort of account for the things that it's replaced? There is definitely an unhealthy amount of time. There's definitely an angst that goes with it. Like I know, like, and I think we've talked about this on here before. I know there's there's an anxiety that comes with, like for me, like not having my phone on me. Um, and so like, and I know that's unhealthy, right? But then I, I don't know how to sort of like fix that or replace that because I can sort of justify it, right? In my mind, I go like, what if like my kids need me, right? What if my job needs me? What if like this happens? What if I miss this? Or I do it for research for the podcast. I do it for I'm answering work right, emails. Right. I do it for like, so then it's like, so where do I limit myself? Like, and, and I know there's there's an answer out there and, there and it's different for everyone, but like there is sort of this angst that comes with like, but my life revolves around this device right now, whether I like it or not. Uh, and and unfortunately, I'm not in a position where I could live off of sort of the grid or you know limiting that. But and I don't know that the I don't know that the answer is the same for everyone. I guess is no. And and you know what's funny, man, is that like you'll get like um, people in my generation and maybe like the even like say the, the, the baby boomers that'll go that will make statements like oh like the phone is kind of you know ruining. But then those same people when they can't reach you, it'll be like yo, you don't have your phone. I tried call, I text you or I tried calling you. And it's like, you also have that where it's like um, the same people who are saying that this thing is sort of ruining your life are also depending on it in order to reach, to reach you, you at any given time. Yeah, dude, I think is and we might have talked about this before, whether on air or off. But like, I, it's one of the reasons I love long airplane rides. Like, I know people hate being on airplanes. Oh, yeah, but you said for that. me, yeah, oh, yeah, it's the excuse of like. I don't feel like I have to be glued to my phone because I won't miss anything. It's like that FOMO. And for me, the FOMO comes more of like, am I missing something from someone who's going to genuinely need me? Right. Like someone in my family who's going to actually need me. And it's like, it's like, I don't give a shit about what's happening on Instagram. Like, I don't it's not that's not the FOMO that I'm worried about. I'm worried about that emergency call. I'm worried about the, you know, like like my my kids, like, you know, like whatever it is or, or, or like, you know, like work or whatever. But I go. But if I'm on an airplane. 
It's almost like I allow myself to have that excuse why I can't be reached. Even if they offer Wi-Fi, I just don't buy it. And I'm right. like, fuck it, I don't want it. Yep. And it's I allow myself to go, no, nah, I can be present. I can be in this moment. I don't have to pay attention to this. And sort of the anxiety goes away of not being connected. Whereas if I'm not on an airplane and the phone's like in the house, like, but I set it down somewhere, I'm constantly worried about, well, what if someone's trying to reach me and I'm not thing? And uh, yeah, and I don't know how you combat that, man. Like, yeah, it's not healthy. Either, I know for sure. I will say that there, there are times when, when I'll think back to sort of like, the the pre phone days, which is not, I mean, in, in my lifetime, it's not that long ago, man. You, no, say, you say like, I'd say pre two thousand, dude. But fifteen years ago, we didn't have iPhones, right? Like, you think about when did the iPhone come out? I don't remember. We can look it up. Yeah, yeah. When look but, at, but I mean, Blackberries, probably... Blackberries were in the two thousand five, six, sevens. I know Blackberries were a thing, right? Two thousand four. I know yeah. that. But really, we didn't become like super dependent on our phones. Um, blackberry started it but iphones were the ones who really sort of got us hooked right and then with iphones came the other androids that were um you know the htcs and yep all that the my touches and all that stuff that that came out back then the sidekicks 2007 yeah so i think up until then but we still had phones yeah so right so i i want to say i got my first phone in somewhere between 98 and 2000 okay um and then so you had a, a device where you could be reached and 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 I and I do, man. I think back to sort of like that pre that time, and I and I'm like, fuck, man. When when you left the house, you just like you just were unreachable. Yep. Unless you were actually going to either if you were a kid going to someone's house, or if you were going to work, somebody could call your work phone. But you weren't always in the office. You know what I mean? And you, you remember could, we used to get maps gone, from bro. gas stations and shit, and we would just fucking roam the earth like pirates, dude. <laughs> <laughs> shit was wild dude, bro. i used to get so so my my, my mom made me uh like like a member of uh triple mm. and so whenever i would go somewhere i would hit up triple on the phone and go yo i'm going like i'm in florida i'm going to whatever like north carolina whatever and triple would mail me a map with the most like uh like the convenient route, the most convenient, the, right, right, right. The, the, like, like the fastest route hilarious. to where I to my destination, and and yeah, like that. Like, like I said, that's funny, man. Like a pirate, a fucking <laughs> <not just laughs> trying to find the. We ex. talk about fucking. Don't look at your phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm fucking tracing map, bro. We be in a whole <laughs> car with a map across the dashboard. Like, where am I? Fucking while you're Martin, driving, while you're driving, we do some wild <laughs> shit, bro. I remember taking, uh, uh, when I was a kid, my, my stepdad had family in Pennsylvania, and we would visit uh, them all the time. And they lived in this part of Pennsylvania, York. And oh, yeah. York was sort of off the grid. And uh, uh, I say off the grid, but meaning like it, it wasn't like fucking Philly or like whatever. Like right, they're not right, right. signs on the highway to York, right? So like no matter how many times we went there, we'd always get fucking lost because again, pre phones, pre thing. And it was like, you had to get on and the exits were weird. And then you had to get off on these little side roads to get on these other random highways and all that shit. Anyway, but I remember all the time we'd get lost and you'd have to pull over and ask for directions. And he was fucking livid and we would make him and be like, he'd rather make circles for six hours than pull over <laughs> and ask for directions. Or we would go to a gas station and buy a map. Yep. And then you'd have to find where you were on that yep. map. Like, okay, we're in this line and now we have to go like here. And then you're like, yep. 
traveling in this direction till you see this road and it could be hours and you're like wait and you're like well the numbers are going down so i guess we're heading the right way <laughs> you didn't have someone telling you like make a u-turn you went the wrong way like it's fucking crazy what a time <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and that then, was early 2000s late 90s like it wasn't yeah, that long and, ago and, and there are times when i look back at that because sometimes i'm like you know I, I don't know i'll go somewhere and then like i don't know man like at like in the in the evening I'll turn my ringer or like like really low. So I have like do not disturb and then I have a list of folks that can get a hold of me. Yeah. Right? That's what I do now. Yeah. But even with that, I still turn the ringer down because even if there's an emergency, I don't want to be fucking startled. I want I want a low fucking ring. Song. I don't want to be- <laughs> Tell me you're dead but in a low voice. <laughs> Got them right. <laughs> I don't want to be startled. <laughs> In an emergency. If you're dying, I don't want to be startled, bro. Yeah, I can't bring you back either way. You're right. right. I'm, too, I'm too far. I'm, yeah, yeah. You're too far gone. Like, just let me know where to be. So typically, man, like in the morning, if I don't turn the ringer up, I might be on a walk with the dogs. I might be at the gym, whatever. If my wife calls me and I don't answer, why don't you answer your phone? Oh. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, I didn't remember to turn the ringer up. At, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning, I just, you know, I wasn't not expecting any, any calls. You gotta be like, I figured if it's an emergency, you'd leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just call me like three or four times. Yeah, then i get the message. <laughs> nah, but then you know what's going to happen? That shit will piss you off because then you'll answer and it'll be like, do you want pancakes or waffles? <laughs> I can remember. Can you pick up Pepsi on your way home? Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, so, so I miss those times sometimes, man. Um, it sounds so simple, yeah. so great. I wish I could go back to that, man. Dude, while we've been on here, sorry, I've been, I'm, my phone, I'm getting like the alerts. Speaking yeah. of, and fucking John Morant got arrested. <laughs> so, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, John Morant with this whole, I think he has, hold on, maybe this is a, a fake one. It might be fake. I think he was charged or is being, oh, no, no, he is. He's being investigated for that whole supposedly brandished a gun on some kid at a pickup game last summer and then punched him a bunch of times. So he's being investigated yeah. for, yeah. So right, Was it a white kid or a black kid? I don't know. It doesn't say, but we're going to have to look that up because I do think it matters. I think it does, man. Especially yeah. according, to, according to Scott Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard this shit this week. And I, I should probably put up the clip, but it's it's like several minutes long. Scott Adams is the creator of Dilbert, which is a comic strip um, that's been around for fucking forever. Oh, gosh, For man. as long as I can remember. I was just saying, for as long as I was a kid, yeah. Dilbert's been a thing. So he went online. So, so the guy, so he has a comic strip, and I believe he has a podcast, which I was kind of uh, curious about. Like, I go, man, like you're making a ton of money on on. You know, with your comic strip, why would you go do a podcast too? But whatever. He went on and essentially said, like, according to some poll, nearly like half of blacks are not okay with whites. And I, I, I forget what the poll was, but he, but he basically was like, that's that's the definition of a hate group. And he encouraged, like, if you're white, um, it doesn't make sense to help like Black America, and you should get as much distance from blacks as you can. <laughs> and I was like, wow, man. Like, 
And then he went on to say that that when he when he bought his last place, when he moved into the neighborhood where he lives, like he purposely said, I don't want to live in a place. I want to live in a place where the black population is low. Now, do you think he's saying that satirically or like? It, you, it didn't seem that way. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, I, I guess when I hear him, I'm like, I don't know if this comes from a place of racism more than it comes from a place of he actually thinks he's in danger. Maybe not so much in danger, but going like, yo, maybe they want to be around each other, and you know, it doesn't make it right. But I'm, I'm wondering if he goes like, yo, maybe we. Sh- the 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 way to solve racism is like yo maybe we should all just stick to being with our own kind and we won't fight amongst each other and yada you know like it's ignorant it doesn't make it right but i don't know that that in his mind it's ignorant but it's not malicious if that makes sense like when i when i'm hearing him talk i'm going oh i I didn't and and i will say this when when i when i heard him speak i didn't I didn't take it as almost like hate speech. Yeah, like I didn't relax. take him as a racist, like, like, hey, you're a no, KKK but I, member, but I just took it as ignorant. Like, But I did take it as, like, he, he believes that, that blacks either don't want to be around whites or don't really care for whites or, you know, from what he's hearing, what he's reading through these polls what he is seeing through probably uh, media, media, whether it be social media or television or otherwise, um, is leading him to, to, to believe that, hey, these folks don't really like us, so we should probably stay away. Nah, you know what this is, bro? This is being old and having fuck you money. <laughs> 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 like, that guy's got to have fuck you money at this point. Oh, I'm like, Gilbert's been so, a thing for yeah, so yeah. long. Like, yeah, that's fuck you money. So like he and he's and you know old people just say wild shit anyway. But I mean he's old, but he's not like eighty old. No, but you're also rich. So like sixty is old. Like so and sixty you're rich. equals eighty. If no, like rich. if you're rich, you go like you know how old people just say whatever the fuck they want. And you're yeah, never yeah, like yeah. grandpa's racist. You're just like yo grandpa's racist, but he's funny. You know what I mean? Like you don't right, cancel grandpa right, for right. being racist. You sort of give him the pass. I think when you're rich, you buy yourself like a twenty year head start on racism. So it's like you. <laughs> <laughs> like we forgive you because we're just like nah that's a crazy yeah. old grandpa uh, you know it's like it's like it's like when you're when you're rich you're eclectic but if you're broke you're just weird you know how people be like oh he's eclectic it's like no, no, no that's, that's a term we use if you've got money if you're broke you're just fucking weird <laughs> yeah no no listen to the to the uh to the 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 rants or the podcast or whatever the hell it was um I didn't necessarily take him as a racist, but I did also go, dude, you probably shouldn't say that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's how I took it. Like, no, shut the fuck up. But yeah, I didn't like, take just, it as just, yeah. just be quiet. Just be like, quiet. Just yeah. Be quiet. Like, listen, we all think crazy shit. Yeah. All of us. I don't give a fuck, bro. All of us think crazy shit from time to time that we probably wouldn't say in public or something that we say either at home or to our friends and whatever. But when you're taking your word and you're putting it out in public, we've always said, man, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. No. Absolutely. And so, so the consequence for this has been major like uh, newspapers and wh- wherever Dilbert is shown, has po- they pulled it. They pulled it. Yeah, he's will be fine. <laughs> that guy will be fine. He should be. Yeah, he should be. Right. Yeah, yeah, he should be fine. Dude, I'm, I'm going to stick with old people. 
who uh, <laughs> and, and shit that shouldn't be happening. Can we get a goddamn stair lift on Air Force One already? <laughs> Holy fuck, bro. This Did guy, he fall again? He fell again, bro. <laughs> How hard is it to go upstairs? What the fuck, bro? He fell again. I'm like, yo, every world leader is looking at this shit. And I'm like, is it more embarrassing to have a lift on Air Force One than it is to keep tripping and falling? Because at this point, like, it's fucking ridiculous. I'm like, bro. You know what they got to do, bro? Put an escalator. Yeah. Right, that shit a would, portable yeah, escalator, put a port- bro. And make that shit look dope and make some right. sounds or something, play the national anthem. Some <laughs> shit, bro. But fuck, stop falling going up the stairs. Every time I see that shit, I'm like, again, bro? <laughs> would it be more embarrassing falling down the steps, though? I think it's... And how does he avoid that? I would rather you fall down and just... <laughs> <laughs> you have a higher chance of dying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck, Joe couldn't make it today. He's fucking in the hospital because he fell down. I told you he was too old. How you fall up? How you explain that shit? <laughs> like, why are you here, Joe? I fell up the stairs. How the fuck are you falling up the stairs, bro? Who falls up? <laughs> I don't even know if it's called falling at that point. I climb. <laughs> Unvoluntarily. <laughs> like, how the fuck? Bro, this motherfucker falls, and yo, the wildest shit is like we've all tripped over stairs or whatever Absolutely. in our life. Yeah, I get it, and I get that this guy is going up and down stairs in the public eye, like m- more than the average human being. So you know, maybe if he's doing it a hundred times and he falls twice, it's like ah, oh, your chances aren't that bad, right? They're all just televised. Right. But fuck, bro, can we? Can someone hide the tape? Like you can't. You can't. <laughs> Buy someone Dude, off. Like, I was. You got to do either the escalator or the shit where you um you sit down in the chair and it takes you up yeah, the, the steps. Yeah, the lift. Do that shit, but you got to make it cool as fuck because that shit just looks weak. So then you got to give him like an elevator. Like you can't give him an elevator or make it look like a Martian is fucking zapping him up into the <laughs> ship or something cool, bro. I'm like, damn. Like, or have, yeah, have like a fucking elevator like yeah. lower from underneath. Air and Force One and just up. scoop them up. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like yeah, something yeah. make them look cool and powerful. Like, damn, y'all got to play around with this shit. So I fucking Democrats lose everything, bro. They don't know how to leverage <laughs> the, their weak points, bro. Technology. Technology. Like, just fucking <laughs> take this shit with Joe. Put a cool ass stair lift on this bitch. Uh, escalator. I like that idea. Make that shit fast as fuck. Yeah. Even if he has to fall into a fucking a ball pit when he gets to the other side because it's too fast for him. But we don't see it. <laughs> I don't care, bro. But damn, this shit is getting embarrassing, bro. You know, the rest of the world is looking at that shit, going like, "Yo, your boy can't even go up the stairs." Like, it's so yeah. Bad. It's a if this is if this recently happened, this is at least the third time that yeah. I've seen no, it has. It's happened in the last week, right? Like, it's just happened within the last week. It's happened. yeah. No, I, I missed. I missed this. It's one. probably happened in the them. Ukraine. I think it was oh, them man. leaving the Ukraine or whatever the fuck it was that he was there last week, man. So I'm like, why are you in the Ukraine, bro? Like, dude, have you seen? Speaking of the Ukraine, have you seen the the all the AI shit of from, with the presidents? Oh my god, man! With the, the, I can't get enough. Is it Call of Duty? Yeah, they do the Call of Duty. They do like George Bush and Barack <laughs> and Trump playing Call of Duty and Biden. Yeah, it was like the one I saw was like it was it was Barack, Trump, and Biden. Yeah, it's so good. Wait a minute. You know what? So good. I got to pull it up for the people. Man. It's so, yeah, you got to listen to it. Go down that rabbit hole on YouTube, folks, or on the internet and listen to the presidents playing Call of Duty because they sound like a bunch of teenagers playing Call of Duty, like the whole cursing and wilding out about shit. It's so good. I love it. I gotta can't get enough. I got to see if I, if I can find This is also shit. problematic for the whole deep fake shit, but it's so good. It's so, so good. All right, let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Okay. 
I remember popping this in the PS3, putting on some early Drake, and just blasting fools. Barack, this game was the best part of your presidency. I'm actually 10th prestige on my old gamer tag, XX. I spread democracy, XX. George, be sure to not break the spawn trap by rushing in. I guess old habits die hard, huh? <laughs> it's so good. Those are not the actual Guys, folks. I got the AC-130 already. Of course you <laughs> did. Now, this is a good game. I remember popping this in the PS3, putting on some early Drake. So good, man. It's so like, it sounds like them. It's the verbiage that they would use in Call of Duty. It's like no, that's so dope. It's so good, but that that voice AI, man. So like that shit is mad funny. But have you seen or have you have you gone onto anything like recently? I was on Spectrum. Um, I was I was calling Spectrum, which which is a cable company here in in in, in the area, and um. They were asking me, do you want to set up like voice security so that you don't have to give like a person a, a password or anything like that? Oh, it'll recognize I, de- I declined it specifically because I knew that there was this AI voice shit. And so I read a story recently, man, where it was like somebody's bank got broken into like a bank account. Got broken oh, into because, because someone mimicked that. their voice. They, wow. Because someone mimicked their voice on AI. So it's like, yeah. you know, like, like, like anything else, man. When new technology, which is great, I always welcome new technology, but people are going to use it. Yeah, people know, are going to have nefarious intentions with no matter what you do. Yeah. Like, we can't have nice things, bro. So no. like someone's but you know what, man? I, I, I heard um, uh, Gary V said something that, that I heard this week. I don't know if it was just came out this week or not. But he was like, AI is like the tractor. And he's like, when people were fucking farming and everybody's kind of working and the tractor comes along and people are like, oh, shit, now I'm going to be out of a job because this tractor is doing everything for me. And he's like, we just learn to do other shit. So, you know, so it's almost like don't be afraid of technology because, yeah, and there will be people that, 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 that lose their job. But a lot of times as humans, we need to be forced into other shit because we get too comfortable yeah so it makes us us right like we we need that sort of outside pressure of something that human beings i think on a genetic level get complacent and so oh like whether it's on like your everyday job or relationships or whatever you get comfortable you get complacent and so you need that like that thing that's going to sort of motivate you, inspire you, or whatever to 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 do the next whatever the next thing is, and and whatever yeah, that dude, is like. Dude, yeah. I know I know people who who have had like amazing potential, at least in in, in my view, mm-hmm. that have just stuck in the same job for a long time because they just go, you know, I'm just I'm just comfortable. Like this yeah. this is you know like I I make enough money, and I know what I'm doing, and like. I don't want to pursue other shit. This is enough. Well, comfort is like the worst drug known to man, right? Like people will say it's like money or like fame or, you know, maybe actual drugs or whatever. But comfort, man, if you think about it, being comfortable in whatever situation is literally a killer of dreams. It's yeah. it's a killer of, of progress. It's a killer of aspirations. It's a killer of like, like being comfortable as human beings will literally stop you from doing anything or aspiring to anything or putting an effort in anything or you know like like what again like whether it's relationships whether it's like your job whether it's um you know like it could, it could be the relationship you have with your kids or with your family members with with like anything like comfort will literally 
kill that. And I think most of us are guilty of living in this comfort and, and feeding that addiction off of, I know what this is going to look like. I know how the sun rises and sets and whatever right, I'm right. Good with that. I'm just going to ride that out. Like, like, yeah, it, it's just, I think we are creatures of habit and when things sort of, but we're at our best when we were put in uncomfortable situations, man, yeah. I, I tell shit to my kids, man. The, the, like the quicker you get comfortable being uncomfortable, man, the easier life gets. Yeah, like it, it's just one of those things where I feel like has served me well. Where like I kind of thrive in the chaos of things, and so like I like. I, I personally like being uncomfortable because if I do get complacent, like I suck. The worst version of me is the is the version that's complacent that knows what he's doing, like whether it's at work or podcasting or whatever. But I'm like, but because I feel uncomfortable in this scenario, like I haven't mastered like podcasting in my mind. I haven't mastered like my job. I haven't mastered like these things. I go like the effort you get from me is different and and sort of like the the ego is different. The, the, the you know, like how I act in it is different because I, I'm not comfortable. And so like I think that's the version that you should aspire to be is like you should aspire to be the most uncomfortable version of yourself and then you get comfortable in that uncomfortable right, right. yeah dude how we doing on time dude we're an hour four in man dude, yo, we thought we didn't have anything and we haven't even I touched th- like I told you man shit man we're, we're great dude i want to touch on before we get out of here though uh, it's getting later uh, all-star game because i know it's been a couple weeks oh, we didn't get yeah, a chance yeah, to do yeah, the yeah, pod yeah. uh we had a uh, brent berry 2.0 like a white boy won the dunk contest uh, which is kind of wild. Not only a white boy, a little white boy. Like Brent Barry was big. He's like six two. If like, six yeah, one, that's six what he two? says, bro. But yeah, 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 he's six two. He six two small. with heels on. And he had some spectacular dunk. And I know this kid's gone viral, and that's like the reason Mac, he was Mac there. McClung. Mac, Mac McClung. Mac McClung, man. Right? You didn't see. Yeah, he won the dunk contest. He's gone viral. He's had a great YouTube. He's in the G League. They changed the rules this year that G League players can enter. Um, and so the, he was in. He's, he was in the G League. Yeah, yeah. That's how he was able to get in. Yeah, yeah. He, he. So the G League. They changed some rules where like G League players could enter the dunk contest. And this also goes to speak to like the NBA can't get players to sign up for the dunk contest anymore, which I don't get. Like, I mean, I do and I don't. Like, I get that there isn't an upside to this. Like, if you're a player, like you feel like this can only get embarrassed and you can't. But like, man, I I, I grew up on the Kobe's and the Vince Carter's and the Dominique Wilkins and the MJ's and like even a couple years back, you had Aaron Gordon and, and Zach, Zach Levine, Levine give us like one of the best dunk contests in probably two decades and like yeah you can't get anybody matter of fact, this, before this one started which i thought was really cool um they were kind of going through the history of the dunk contest and you know and they showed jordan and dominique and i believe they showed like spud webb yeah and then they showed vince carter and 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 then and and i was and as they were going through the timeline in my head i'm going you better show Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. Oh, like you have to, and they do, and they did. Oh, good, and they do. That and, was the last great dunk contest. Really. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I remember watching that with my sons at the time, and and I go, and I told them, I, I go, yo, you guys are witnessing like history. Like yeah. this, this one is gonna be remembered. To me, that was this generation's version of like I remember the, the whole Dominique Jordan, the Dominique Jordan, but also I remember Kobe. The difference was is that Kobe didn't have an opponent. I don't. I'll say it was I don't, I don't just remember Kobe, Kobe and I remember Vince Carter, but Vince Carter didn't have a great opponent. Yeah. Vince Carter like put on a show by himself. Oh yeah, yeah. As far as opponents go, it was Dominique and Jordan was the last one that I could remember that was like great. Yeah. Because but I remember Vince Carter. Like I remember when Vince Carter did the three sixty and then windmill. Like we were like holy shit like that is nuts and then the whole yeah. you know arm through the rim thing like that was unheard of kobe did the whole under the leg 360 and you're just like 
wow. Like, but those were like individual performances. Was that Kobe's rookie year? Yeah, rookie or second year was like okay. it was definitely like ninety seven ish because I think Brent Barry won the ninety six one, so I think Kobe won he the ninety seven or ninety eight. Jordan, right? The Brent, Brent Barry, yeah, he, he did, did the, the free Jordan, throw line, the free throw line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Brent yeah, Barry's. If you go back and look at the dunks, they're not that impressive. Yeah, but it, like it was almost the beginning of the of the whole dunk contest sort of falling off because you got after that you got Kobe wins one, Vince Carter wins one, and then they all sort of go like meh. Like after that, you get. Um, did Tracy McGrady answer one? I can't remember. But then I, I, I feel like for two decades, you didn't get a good one until until the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. And that was one for the ages, man. That oh, was absolutely. Like, yeah, and good for you for recognizing that at the time. Because I think at the time, I took it for granted. I'm like, man, this shit's cool. Oh, no, I didn't, yeah. man. I, but I, I didn't think I, it was that cool. That and I was like, and 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 some of the, you know, that that one dunk that um that Aaron Gordon does over... The mascot, where he's basically sitting, and he puts the ball in the air, and he's under his legs, and and I was like, "That's the best dunk I've ever seen." And I think that dunk I didn't appreciate it until I saw it in slow motion, and I went, "What the fuck!" Like when I saw it in slow motion, he jumps and he said he's sitting and he does the thing, and I'm like, even Matt McClung, Mac McClung did some dunks this week where I go, see him in fast motion, you're like, "Oh, that looked cool." But when you see him in slow motion, you're like, oh, oh that's, wow. Yeah, that's even better. That's even better. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't realize sort of the the things that he puts into. Like, he does the whole 540 dunk thing where you're like. Which th- did you see that they went to the the skateboarder? Yeah, the Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Like, I can verify He's like, yep. it is definitely a five. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the, that is the king that's of it, the 900, that's man. It. That's like, what do you need? Like, it's so good, man. And, and listen, good. Mac McClung, you talk about a, a carbon footprint. His life in that week changed significantly. That man signed a deal with Puma. He signed like a two day contract with the Sixers. He got like he won the like, dunk contest, contract, right? or yeah, something like that. He got all these things. That, it's crazy to see how your life can change. And I know he was a viral sensation on YouTube and all stuff, but he goes from making like you know maybe a hundred k a year to you know great endorsements, deals, all this stuff worldwide recognition winning the yeah. slam dunk contest all that stuff so i'm like man your life can change in the blink of an eye like that to the positive as and he well. was in the rising stars game yeah yeah and he had a great and he game had a good game too. yeah yeah so so i don't know if i mean i know obviously this is this is past um the the uh the all-star break for the nba i have not seen him in a game yet for for philly i imagine that i'm probably not going to um but kudos to that guy and 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 definitely looking forward to seeing him try to defend that title next year. Yeah, I hope I hope he does well, man, in the NBA. I think it'll be entertaining to watch. The NBA is has so many uh I think good up and coming guys now, but they do have a problem, man, with this NBA All Star game. It's so unwatchable, I feel like. I, I watched it, man, and, and I was I was enjoying it, but I will say, man, towards the end, I was like, All right, man, let's let's let let's go. It's because so I, I didn't what is the, the, the there's like the scoring is kind it's of funky so and weird end. and there's like a score you need to get to it's not time based anymore it's a there's like a score that if you get to you win and like nobody plays defense so the scoring almost 200 in this shit it's like 
And it doesn't matter. So there's no sense of urgency. Nobody's locking dudes down. If a guy plays defense, people are pissed because they're like, oh, he only played D because I was me with the ball and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just. Someone did bitch about that. Yeah, like, yeah. Somebody bitched because LeBron blocked somebody who went up for a dunk. And it yeah. was like, oh, he didn't give a fuck when, you know, all this other time. But then when I go to do it and I can get it, I'm like, the competitive juices take over in that moment for that specific yeah. situation. But I'm like, the game also doesn't matter. So I I, I tried. I couldn't get into it. So it was nothing. like on in the background. So it doesn't really like, matter at all, right? At there's all, nothing. there's nothing to be gained okay. from it other than the whole charity money thing and all that. But I'm like, you're talking, if you're an all-star, most of these guys can donate that money to the charity if they want to, period. Yeah. They can pull that money together. Like, these all-stars in the NBA are generally coming from from playoff teams. They're generally your highest-paid players in the league and all that. And so I was thinking, like, how do you solve this if you're the NBA? Like, you have this game. You want to sort of showcase your stars whether it's on an international level or whether you want to prime the viewership for playoff time or whatever it is, like how do you solve this where you, you, you have an exhibition game that doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It doesn't think. And so I kept thinking like, I love what major league baseball did with their all-star game a while back where it was like, Hey, the winner of the all-star game gets home field advantage in the world series. Yeah. And so what you got was, I know people were pissed and they didn't like it because they're like, Hey, you know, there's, teams who could play in this or players who could play in this who aren't affected by this later on. I go, yeah, but usually if you're an all-star, you're on a playoffs caliber team. And so maybe you do the home field advantage does matter. I don't think the, and I don't think you should do that in the NBA. But what I was thinking was there's a few things. First off, it was, okay, what if you just went back to East versus West and then you did something like winning conference gets extra timeouts during the NBA finals or an extra challenge or, you know, like per game. You get one uh, so, more, yeah, two so more time. So don't do the game. home field. But, yeah, you get an extra give them other challenge perks. per game. You get up. Did you get more draft picks? Hey, Western Conference gets one more draft pick this year versus you know Eastern Conference. Does the you know like yeah, I don't think draft picks just because draft picks are more for the business side. They're for the shitty team. They're for the business side. But you go now the shitty teams get the lottery picks, so you're not allowed to be in the lottery picks. But do you get one more draft pick at the end of every round if you're a good team? And so you get to pick two players maybe at the end. You maybe you get 32 and 33, or you know like mm. I, I don't know what the answer to that. But then it's like, or do you go in the NBA Finals? You know the winning conference, a team from the winning conference gets one extra challenge. I don't know how the NBA thing or review, or do you get two extra timeouts or one per half? You know, so then because you know how strategic timeouts become yep, and you yep. go, does that one mean the difference between you winning and losing a game? Because you go, now I can stop the clock more yeah, times. Or, yeah, that's true. You know, like like make it matter. But you could make it NBA matter at teams, some point. Yeah. Or at some at some level. At some level, because I go, because NBA usually the guys on an NBA all-star team are going to be playoff teams. Like you don't get very many guys who aren't going to be playing in May, June, you know, like deep. So like Yeah, true. Make it to where these guys want to gain some sort of advantage for their teams. I'm like, I just don't know how you do that without giving these guys something to play for that matters in the playoffs. Like, you know, because I go, you could do money, but I feel like money then turns the fans away because it's like, oh, these guys are going to get another million dollars to win this game or whatever. You know, like I go, how do you get these guys to actually care and then get the fans to care? Because if I'm a Laker fan and I'm rooting for the West because I'm like, fuck it, the Lakers get into the championship. I want that. You know, if I'm a Milwaukee fan, I want. So I'm like, you know, as important as the challenges have become or the timeouts or whatever it is, I'm like, there's got to be some type of incentive that you can give that that makes it, you know, like maybe it's it's that they get like a, 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 a technical foul that they can use throughout 
the playoffs at any point in time. Maybe it only works in the NBA Finals play. Like one time, you get to shoot two free throws. And so you, you know, like anything, like, I don't know, like what you do, yeah, but it's or like you throw get, something uh, out there. You get te- technical foul that, that w- w- would be wiped off. Exactly. Like even now, like, oh, technical, oh, we want to use our one technical wipe you know, that like we if, have. If, like, if you're like Golden State, right, with, with, with Draymond. Draymond. Yeah. yeah like, how big would that be? Like, it'd be like, huge. Dude, there's ways that you could do it that you could give us a sense of urgency that seems little, but we know that come playoff time, like people will care. Like, uh, uh, dude, I. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of like what the MLB has done now with the shot clock, which is phenomenal, or with the pitching clock. Yeah. Do you go winning, you know, conference, you know, American League, National League for the ninth inning of every playoff game? The pitcher gets 20 seconds instead of 15 or 25 or whatever. You know, like I'm like, there's ways you can do it now to where you gain a competitive advantage. And now you give teams something to play for. Because, again, most of the guys on an all-star team are going to be on playoff teams. Yeah, that that's. That's true in some respect. I, I did see, um, or I did enjoy the draft. So they, so like you had the the two players, right? You had mm-hmm. uh, LeBron and Giannis picking their teams, and what I wonder is how did the guys that got picked last feel? I like that they did it though, where they picked the bench first. So did yes, yeah. But when they got to the starters, yeah, I was like. I mean, there's no bad choices. No, man. That right? Jokic got picked last on one of them, right? Or, or like just, second to last. Or second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost like picked himself. And it was, yeah, it, 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 was, it was funny, man. And I, and I was going like, man, I wonder even at that level, are there, are there guys that are like almost second guessing themselves? Or are you feeling like that kid on the, you know, like when you're playing street ball that gets picked last? Yeah, yeah, there's, right? there's, there's an ego hit. There's a, But I, that's why I feel like just go back to East versus West and make it matter for the – because, you know, the other part of me thought, oh, well, you could just make it to the players on the winning team. Their team gets these perks. But you could have players on two opposite teams. You know, like you could have a guy from the Lakers playing on either side. Yeah. So, like, to me, just go back to East versus West. You know, like American League versus National League. You know, like the, the just go back to that. And then make it mean something, man. Make it, you know, again, whether it's a draft pick or whether it's uh, the, I'm like, there has to be something. I think it has to be an immediate payoff. So I think it still has to have something to do with the playoffs in that season. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's how you solve that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. Because, with that. like, I don't know how you solve the NFL's one. The only thing I could think of is that no, do you, you go winning conference gets an extra time out in the Super Bowl? Like, I don't know. Or or one more challenge in the Super Bowl. Instead no, of two, you get three. Because remember, there is no there is no sort of all-star break for the NFL. They no. have they have the Pro Bowl, which is after the Super in, but Bowl. But no, oh, you're like, in, in between. So do you go, hey, the Dude, they're playing flag football now. Yeah. And, and that's doing, what, like, skills challenges and shit like no, that. No, so man. you can't. No. And I think for the NFL, you don't do it because of the violent nature of the game. Like, you don't want these guys playing for something because yep. I'm like, it's not worth it. Like, the, yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, just leave the games alone. Leave it as a flag football game. Don't let, like, to me, it's just a showcase. It's fun, whatever. You know, I think the way you fix the NFL one and you get people to care is let fans enter to be able to play in it. And then you get the a guy <laughs> playing like football, and then you let fans join in the play, dude. And then you be like fans from like, dude, or do you do like season ticket holders from like the teams that are in it, or so you know something oh, that'd be God. cool, it'd be fun. But to me, the 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 NBA one, I go, you can add a sense. I'll be like, ah, oh, my groin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm not playing in that shit, bro. <laughs> 
give him the option. But yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like the NBA has to do something to Matt or just cancel that shit. It was such a waste of time. Or just leave it as the Young Stars Showcase and then leave it at that. You know, I, dude, like I said, I enjoyed it, man. Um, I don't really care that it doesn't matter. However, I do think that if it does matter at some level, it, it would bring sort of higher stakes, right? And and, and, and I would um, sort of watch it with a with a with a different mindset. Yeah. Um, but I didn't mind it, man. I liked I liked the the skills challenge. I liked the dunk contest. Um, the celebrity game. Like I like that 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 whole weekend is cool. Um, I don't know how that went off in Utah because I had been to Salt Lake City, and uh, it's not a place that 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 I'm that I'm like wanting to go back to. So I don't know how that whole thing played out. It's starting out. to get popular. And it's like on, Post Malone lives there, and, and it's on now. Sunday. Yeah. It's, which when I was there. Everything's closed, right? You everything was yeah. It was like not only everything was closed, there was no cars in the street. There was like it was very eerie when it's I was there. Maybe it's different. Sunday, yes. right? maybe they changed. Maybe it's changed now. Yeah, who knows? I do know that it's become like the place now for like people in the West Coast, like really? celebrities. Like you know, Post Malone lives there, which is why he did the okay. whole performance. But like, it's become like so this talented. place where people. Oh my god, yeah, he's so good, man. That kid is 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 so good, and. uh it's become like this sort of like um, escape, if you will, for like uh, people in the like out of LA and all that. Like Salt that. Lake City has become that, and then so I wonder if it does it get too popular, like on Austin did or whatever, like oh, yeah. where Salt Lake or Park or, or uh, Park, uh, Slope. Park Slope or Park City, whatever. Park City, Park yeah. City. Yeah, uh, the a lot of people started going to Utah because I even know people from here now who are like vacationing in Utah summer and winter, and I'm like, man, that's weird. Like the. I I get the I've Scenery's seen nice yeah and I've seen pictures I'm like fuck that does look beautiful where yeah. they go to like Zion and they do these hikes and they do stuff I'm like all right cool I I could get into that like I, but the winter time the winter vacations I'll never understand because there's something about vacation and freezing my ass to death that doesn't go hand in hand <laughs> but like I'm I like it bro I don't like the idea that I have to wear 17 layers if I'm supposed to be relaxing there's nothing not relaxing uh, like man, if I'm you, supposed you to be checked out relax, of my day to day life relax in the cabin. But if you go out skiing and shit like that, you got to bundle up, I got to try it once, I guess. There's nothing about that that tells me. Uh, I feel like it, just thinking about it makes my cortisol levels go up. <laughs> <laughs> With that mindset, you just stay here. Yeah, yeah, not that, but I go, I, I could. It doesn't have to be tropical for me, right? But it's just the idea, the, the idea of putting on so many layers and making sure I pack that many layers and all that stuff. It just sounds stressful. Yeah, like, do I have enough clothes? Do I have enough things that every time I leave the house, I got to make sure I have all this. When I go somewhere for dinner or whatever, I got to take it all off and put my coat in a coat check and da 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 Like, fuck that. Like, I feel like that shit is sexy to people who've never grown up somewhere where it's cold. Like, I've lived somewhere where it's cold. I've gone to stores where you got to leave your coat in a fucking cubby when you walk in or whatever yeah, if you yeah. want to. And your bags and all that shit and left. I'm like, that shit is not romantic, bro. <laughs> Dude, for me, man, I have, a, I have a really, like, a thin jacket, but it's like the technology behind this is a i think it's a columbia jacket technology behind it is 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 sick so you can be in like fucking freezing weather and you have like this thin jacket on and you're good to go take that fucking hat and something that your feet don't get cold or yeah you're good bro i know that shit's great because all i see now of uh, chinese people who are coming to visit are wearing first down in columbia and i know it gets cold there and they're all wearing those thin ass i'm like yeah. that shit has to work oh it's fucking yeah, 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 yeah. i see a bunch of like chinese tourists and stuff now yeah. i'm like oh fuck that shit has to work so. <laughs> <laughs> all right bro on that tell them where they can find us Ooh. listen if you're not already following us at the carbon Food podcast on the ig 
the Garment Full Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on there, man. YouTube is creeping up. I love it. Uh, uh, go on there. Uh, you know, comment, like, uh, talk shit in, in in the posts in there, and then you can actually see us uh, being degenerates in person. Um, the Carbon Football Podcast on TikTok at Carbon FP on Twitter, and then everywhere where you listen to your favorite music or podcast, man, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, um. All of it, man. We're all, we're uh, radio FM. Uh, if, if it's out there, it plays audio. We're on there. Audible, the big one now. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, and Audible. And I got to figure out Audible doesn't count towards our downloads and streams. I got to figure out where that's going, but it doesn't count. But either way, ah, go on there. I don't care. We don't give a shit. We, we just want you guys to listen and, and comment and interact and all that and leave a review where you can, especially Apple Podcasts and, and uh, YouTube, man. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'm going to leave you with this uh, from my guy, Mark Manson. It's a book right here. Let's go. Um, he's got a few books out. Um, oh, by by the way, man, I've been I've been slacking on my books. I have not did it, I did not do a book for February, so I'm gonna I'm gonna catch back up. Start another book this oh, month. We got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually yeah, okay. I'm, I was behind and I caught up. Oh, uh, I, I am not caught up. So so I'm starting another book this month. But uh, he had a quote that I thought was pretty cool, and it said, uh, "The on- the only thing all of your problems have in common is you." And so that was something that kind of hit me hard, man, where you go like you start thinking about your life and you, and you think about the 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 kind of problems you have and the issues that you have and the anxieties, the anxieties that you have. And a lot of it is, like I say, you're you're the common denominator. So change you change your life. Yeah. It's the only thing you can't control, right? How right. you react to things, how you accept things, how you go about things. So. Yep. Fuck, I love that. Mark Manson, damn it. He's always just dropping knowledge. That's it. All right, man. And on that, we will see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.